What up, Baker Tears? It's your boy, Fashion Lord T. Oh, yeah, that'd be me, Cam. I appreciate that. It's another episode of Baker Life Experience. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. This is another banger of Baker Life Experience. You know who I am, Fashion Lord T. What up, man? This is another episode. I'm excited. We're going to talk about Black Lives Matter Aaron talking about self-love. This is episode 7, 007. Let's get it. Today, I got two special co-hosts. The first one, I'm going to say, you know, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. Uh, anonymous. Needs no introduction. <laughs> chill out. Anonymous, a.k.a. teacher, a.k.a. Uh, Sunshine, a.k.a. been an episode about four or five times. Y'all know her. Hey, everybody. Second co-host <laughs> of the day, my boy, my son. That's my guy right there. Man, you already know who it is. Say your name. It's Elijah. No, I said we in this thing. You feel me? All right, guys. So today I want to talk about, um, let's tap into self-love. Um, I think self-love is very important. And the fact that, you know, it's something that we have to work on at the end of the day and I think it's very important for us to you know tap into that I think before we even date or before we even get involved with with, with uh, anything I think we have to tap into that and so um, from that being said you know I have been working on self love for um, quite a while um just me learning more about myself and the homework I have to do whenever I, you know, get involved into a relationship. And I think it has to do with a lot that life has um, dealt me and the fact that how I was raised. So can I just say something really quick? Go ahead. I feel like, because you said you had to love yourself or you had to do certain things in order to be in a relationship, right? Correct. Well, for me, I feel like self-love is just doing what you have to do for you, not necessarily to be in a relationship with somebody else, just to do it for you, whether you are in a relationship or not. So I guess our definitions are different. It's not really different. It's more about you have to do your own, you have to do your own homework before you get into a relationship. I agree. So, I, I mean, agree, but I just feel like self-love in general is not about I do agree with you that you need to love yourself and be comfortable and confident with yourself before you're in a relationship but I don't think that you need that's what the point of self-love is no I'm is that saying that yeah that's more of homework on yourself yeah yeah so I mean that's something that things like I had to work on for me um learning um, more about myself, what makes myself happy, um, just something to uh, live by. And that's, like, you know, the reason why, like, like whenever you date somebody, like I said on the last podcast, uh, definitely check it out. But whenever you relationship, you know, sometimes you have to, you know, um, feed people's uh, happiness and the fact that, you get caught up into somebody, you lose yourself at the same time. 
And so um, my whole thing about it is is this, is think of yourself as a, a puppet. And everybody has a string to you. A string is attachment. A string is time that they want from you. They want you to do this. They want you to do that. So think about that. So why are you, you know, trying to live your life you look up, somebody wants you, or somebody's trying to move you, somebody wants you to do this and this and this, right? And so whenever it comes to the fact that you get tired and you want to focus more about yourself, you have to cut off all ties with somebody. So you have to be selfish in a way so you can figure out about how can I control me, how can I make myself happy, and that's the the way that I can make it easy for people to understand because, like, it does make sense, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And it could even be simple things. Like, I know when I hang out with my friends, like, if me and you chill together, we're going to eat. Right? Like, all the time. We're going to eat. So I try and save, you know, whatever. When If we're going to chill together, it's got to be like on a weekend or something because I know we're going to eat. And part of my process of developing self love is taking care of myself and what I, and watching what I eat and, you know, working out and things like that. And I try and do it during the week and I try not to hang out with anybody <laughs> during the week. Cause usually that's what we do is we drink and we eat. So that when you were saying, you know, sometimes you got to like take time and distance yourself and it's not Correct. anything personal. It's just, I got to take care of myself. You know what I mean? Correct. And so that's like the main focus. So, um, just take care of yourself. Figure out what makes you happy. At the end of the day, you know, um, is your life. It's only one way to live it, and just make sure that you continue fi- figure out everything that you can about yourself, uh, homework, and uh, everything. And the quarantine has has definitely helped with that because I actually read a book, and it's so hard to get me to sit down and read a book because I'm so, like, ADHD. And I read a book called Five Years, and it was so good. It was like watching a movie but a book. <laughs> you watching know what I mean? Watching a movie but it's a book. <laughs> yes. Okay. Like, you forget because I loved to read as a kid, and, I like, I stopped. And you forget, like, certain – you forget certain things about yourself. You know what I mean? Correct. When life goes on. So that's just another example of mine that I read a book and it was very good and it was enlightening, even though it was a novel. It wasn't like a self-help book. Uh It was a novel, but it was really good and it still made me think about, you know, relate. I related. You know, I'm a teacher. We always tell kids, relate the story to something in your life, you know, and I really, that's really what I did. And it was really helpful. So that's just something else that I did, that I started doing too, is reading. Hmm. I think, too, um, what I learned uh whole quarantine is the fact that um, homework... Can I, can I say something real quick? Yeah, go ahead. I, I think mean, I told... I uh, I'm, no, because so that you can say what you got to say. The book is called Five Years. So I think people should read it. I just wanted to say the title of the book. I think I said it, but I don't know. Okay, yeah, go ahead. You definitely cut me off. Okay, that, go ahead. I'm yes. sorry. <laughs> anyway, I think self... I think the fact that, you know, the whole quarantine made me realize more about... You know, self love and and just doing my homework on me. Um, it had time for me to, you know, think about 
how can I be a better role model to my son? Or how can I be a better father? Or how can I be a better, um, like a child, like a student? You know what I mean? More like, how can like my parents know that you know I'm out, uh, basically like making sure that like, they look good and the fact that just just more, just more on that, and um, I had to do a lot. Like I I I thought about like how it feels to be a single parent and, and the responsibilities that you have. And, and sometimes, like, I'm not going to lie, like, when I get mad at Elijah, it's like I get disappointed at the fact that, like, how he, you know, chooses the wrong thing to do. Like, he knows from right from wrong. And so I could be mad at the world and the fact that, like, Elijah do something. It's not the fact that, like, like I snap, it's more the fact that like, damn, now I gotta stop and like now I gotta like give this energy that I don't want to give. And it's like uh, too much on my plate, and it's like okay, okay like, like like now I gotta like, okay, Elijah. So this is what happened. Like why you do it like this and break down the whole cycle while I could be doing something else. So I think more of you know because I fall into this trap where I don't really trying to, like, encourage my son to do better. It's like I assume he know. So it made me realize more that I have to speak, you know, positive and inspirational to him so he can do better and he want to do better, not to please me, but for him to to realize that, like, damn, like, I can make an effort, I can change, or I can change the generational curse when it comes to these things. Mm-hmm. So that's something like I have learned during quarantine as well for myself. So do you want to ask Elijah, like, how do you feel about self-love? Because I know we're talking about it as adults, you know, because you become adults and you get old. <laughs> so you start Speak thinking, okay, so you, you know, you start thinking about stuff a little more deeply. As a kid, do you, does that ever cross your mind or are you just really carefree? You're a teenager now, so you think more. Not really. Almost. Almost, yeah. Um, kids, some kids, they just, like, they care freely. But it's just, like, some kids, they will put in the effort to actually get love. They don't, they don't deserve it, but they put in the time for it. Well, they deserve it because of the time, but they just go overload of what they need and not what they I don't know why I was going with that. <laughs> so, like, so, like, how do you feel about, like, like your self-love? Like, do you think you have any? Are you working on it? Like, like. I'm kind of working on it, yeah. Kind of okay. working on it. And how are you working on that? Probably just, like, I'm not in, I'm not in shape, but I'm working on that. So, you think yours, it has to do with the, um, the way that you look? Yes. Okay. I get it. I mean, I definitely understand. Like, and that usually happens around his age. You know, like you're yeah. younger, you're carefree, and then you get into this age group where your friends and everybody they're starting to care about their looks. Girls are starting to wear makeup. You know, guys are starting to they play sports and they're in the gym, and so you know you start to just think, you start to reflect and think. You know, how do I want to be as a teenager? So that's normal. It's a it's a the. 
when you when you in elementary, it's all about like, okay, how can I be cool? Or how can I like stand out? And then once you get to junior high, it's more about your appearance. It's more about people mm-hmm. judge you by how you look and not care about. I know it's cliche to say, but like the inside, like they don't really care about that because bully. I mean, kids and, are mean. Yeah, I mean, and in school. I had twin brothers, so, like, they wasn't really trying to bully me and my brother. It's more like, well, if I do a Terrence, then I'm going to have to deal with Trent. So, it's like, like they didn't want that problem. Mm-hmm. But as far as Elijah, he's more of a, he he's more of the fact that, like, he wants everybody to, like, like him and, and you know, and have his own uh, lane. For me, that's, it's like I have like my brother. That's so. normal, though. Yeah. I mean, I was the same way. I wanted everybody to like me. I was very shy. I was very self-conscious. I always thought I was fat. Yeah. And then, you know, when I got older and gained weight, I was like, no, now I'm fat. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I always had something. But, you know, like like you said, you had Trent. And yeah. I had me and my brothers were only a year apart. Yeah. So I was always, you know, somebody's sister. Yeah. You know, I always had somebody as well. So it is a little harder, you know, when you're the only child, I think. Do you agree, Elijah? It's just, I don't want everybody to, like, like me. I just want everybody to have respect for me. Oh, that was, that was, that was okay. really, like if you that have was. you more respect for somebody, you're going to trust them more. And in this world, you can barely trust people. So, I definitely want respect. I agree with that. Okay. Because everybody's not going to like you, but they have to respect you. Yeah. So. And that's the thing, too. Like, I was, you know, me is, like. Um, a father, I gotta tell him some grown man uh, life lessons sometimes when it's like I can't water it down, like I have to tell you and this one goes into the next subject about um, the outside skin that you know that you have and the honor that you carry from day to day Um, it does get scary Um, the fact that you know just thinking about him driving, or that's like the the fear that you know I'm going to have because it's like it's out of my hands basically, and it's 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 up to um, a officer if he get pulled over. It's up to the officer to to see how his day was and how he's going to go by it. And um, for me. I can definitely say this, on, and, I, and I stand on it, um, regardless. Uh, if God forbid, if something happened to my child, I'm, I'm this is I'm telling you, like I'm gonna be in the news. Like I'm not, like I don't, I don't play like that. I stay in my own lane. I don't bother nobody. And the fact that you know, I don't know when we gave um, officers these quote unquote um, power that they claim that they have and they're trying to use that because they're trying to be something or, or the fact that they got bullied in school and they have um, a way towards, you know, urban people. And, you know, it like, like it, does, it does scare me. And so now I got to basically tell him, hey, Elijah, <clears throat> when you get older, this is how the world's going to act, and this is how people are going to, to go by. And the fact that when you get pulled over, 
make sure the car is turned off. You know, you talk to an officer, yes, sir, no, sir, no, ma'am, yes, ma'am. And then you got to roll down the window. You got to have both hands on the steering wheel. And you got to have the keys and the wallet on the dashboard. And when you talk, you have a look in the eye and, you know, don't don't stutter. You know, just have um, a clear, like, do not be worried or hesitant because the fact that you flinch, they have, they going to think they have something on you. And when you reach for your wallet or anything, you say, well, can I reach for this? I am reaching. It's like every move you make, you got to speak it out loud. And the fact that this is a world that, you know, that we live by and you can't really um, change it. Well, I think that's, I think that a lot of, because you say like they, 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 they're in control, right? They feel like they have the power over you and, and, you know, I think you said something similar to that and i i don't know i honestly feel like a lot of cops are not cultured they're not i think they're scared they pull over someone that looks like them they're not scared because they're used to being around people that look like them and they're just not cultured and they see a black man and they just feel like a threat all of a sudden for why i I, for me i'll never understand because i grew up very cultured and to me there's nothing scary about a black man but people who were, you know, raised in ignorance and are uncultured, they don't, they, they, they get scared for whatever reason and feel like they have to use their weapons. I totally agree with everything that y'all are saying. But it's just like, whenever you get pulled over or like an officer wants to talk to you, you have to like commit to everything they're saying. Like you have to do everything they say. If you do one wrong move, it can, it can end worse. And people these days, like cops these days, they're, they kill George Floyd and they're killing other black people just because they're skin and other things. People just like think, oh, black lives matter. And people say all lives matter. Yeah, I totally agree with that. But right now it's all black lives matter because we've gone through a, a bunch through the past years. Mm-hmm. I mean, me being, um, me being 32, um, the first racism I seen was, um, I mean, I was young when the whole Rodney King thing, but, um, just in school in general, I mean, I remember like in elementary, whenever it was a parent teacher conference and, um, like my, my, my dad was running late and, um, the teacher kind of asked, like, uh, my, my mom basically was like, hey, can we wait for the father? And uh, the teacher, you know, blatantly said, wait, he has a father? And my mom goes, yes, you know, he has a father. And she was like, wait, like, in his life? And my mom said, yes, in his life, like, he stays with us. And the fact that I'm young, but I remember that. And, like, I have different events from just me, that's that's when I was young. So the fact that like, like you have to deal with that, like people, like my whole thing of it is 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 this, and the fact that like I would never understand because it's 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 ignorant. And once you talk ignorant to me, it's like I, I my mind goes blank and I don't pay attention to anything you're saying. It's like, like like my people been slaves for four hundred years. And like we forgave y'all. When I mean when I mean we I mean black people forgave y'all, I mean Caucasian people. And so 
the fact that we forgive y'all and we don't want to like, we don't want to talk about it or we don't want to keep you know like re like um reliving the moment is like okay like like um let us be but they continue want to you know Hollywood wants to keep bringing up slave movies and it's like a cycle it's like I know for me I don't want to look at no slave movie because I don't like we out of that time like 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 why y'all have to keep reminding us of this a certain history that happened. But can I say this? Go ahead. As, as an educator, just thinking. See, I'm getting your point of view. Like you're saying, you don't want to be reminded of it. But for the kids growing up nowadays who don't, you know, they're not, they're not getting educated in, in the schools about black history, right? African-American history. They're not getting educated about it. So sometimes these movies are, you know, are that education and to teach them, um, you know, what happens. So, I mean, I, like, I see where you're coming from, but just from, from my perspective, cause I know the kids are not being taught, you know, full, full American history really. Right. Cause slavery was a huge part of, of American history and, and we don't get, get taught that in schools. So I do see a benefit from the movies. Um, from my point of view. For me, as a child, me and dad have the same kind of interest for history. For February, like, dad, he hates everything about history except for Black History Month. I love, I kind of love Black History Month because I like to, I just like to see what it was like back then and what it's like now because it was different a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. People in Nigeria or Africa or Africa, they have no water. And people here, not all white people, but people here, they get they are spoiled. I'm sometimes spoiled too. But you have to think, you could have been one of those people down there in Africa working hard cuz people cuz kids down there they have to work. They have to go to school, they have to work on their land, they have to work everywhere. And they barely even get food and water. Mm-hmm. And if you if you educate yourself and if you educate your kids, you you would understand the pain and the suffering and and everything you know that that people had to go through. You know, and people who don't educate themselves, they don't understand the importance of it because you've never you've never been unselfish enough to think you know past your own skin color. You know, what I'm saying like your own skin color and. And y'all's history. Like, you got to look at other people because there's a bunch of different people that live in this country. It's not just one certain type, so. Correct. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a, I, I, I dealt with it at a young age. And I, you know, when I got older, I dealt with it. I dealt with it more. And, like, I think when I finally realized uh, racism was um, I probably – I'd probably say like in high school, like I was playing basketball. We was playing basketball on his on his team, and we was playing this um, this small uh, country team. Uh, we was playing basketball. My brother went up for um, a dunk. Crowd, we was playing away, and you know he dunked it, whatever. So me and him ran up. Me and him ran up court, and we kind of like jumped in the air, like bump chest. And when we did that. The other coach said, "Y'all stop acting like monkeys," and then got to a point where 
you know, I was like, are we still on that time? You know what I mean? I think I thought like we got out of that as man is more like kind of like covered up like that. Like there was racism, but they cover it up. So you really can tell, you know what I mean? And now, um, just, um, a couple of years ago, um, I, I had a quote unquote, um, or urban car, if you want to call it like that, it was a black car. I mean, it, it was a, a Magnum with 24s, 22s on it, tinted, because that's a car that I want. I, I'm young, I, I, I worked my butt off, and I finally got a car that I want. And so I remember going to work during this town, and it was like a Friday, uh, a Friday early morning around like, I want to say a shift, I want to say it was like around like one o'clock in the morning, but that was our, that was our shift, you know, we... We had worked um, early Thursday and like, um, I mean, we worked early Thursday and then like got off early. And then so we can sleep in for a little bit and then wake back up on Friday. And so me going through this town and um, I got pulled over um, three times in one month. And every single time I got pulled over, the first one was a routine stop, didn't get a ticket. Second was he was just, I don't know why. I think he said, like, like another routine style, which he didn't really act for my ID. And he just said, okay, you know, go. And then the third one, I told the officer when he came up to the window, I said, I am recording you for your safety and my safety first. And then he was like, you know, you know, he was like, basically, like, go ahead and go. And the fact that, like, it was just, like, it was, it, it, like, it frustrated me because this is the same time when Trayvon Martin and Mike Brown, you know, was was dying. And the fact that, like, at a split second, like, it could have been me because it was me and him on the highway and it was no other, you know, uh, voice. So I can't speak for myself if I'm not here on Earth. So it being whatever the cop has said. So... They have forced me to get a car. They forced me to, to, to get a car, and I was Is mad. You, did you get your truck after that? I got a truck after that, and I was mad because I felt like they they got one over me, and when I got my truck, I ain't never got stopped, at all, but the fact that like, a split second. Like, they could have done way worse or could have planted something or could have shot in the air and said, hell, you shooting or anything. And it was like that when, far as me, like, I know there's good cops, but I don't see that. I see cops for being cops, period. And the fact that I see them on TV or on news shooting somebody black or on, on a black person. When a when a um, a Caucasian person does the same thing, nothing happens. Or when the when the dude shot up that whole church in South Carolina, they fed him afterwards. But you had uh, a Tamar Rice who had a play gun, a play gun, and a part, and he got shot. And he oh, died. Oh my God, that's so horrible. And so a twelve-year-old. And you had the dude right now from uh, Jacob. Uh, Jacob Blake. And, and that's just the fact that, like, it, it's, it's, it's frustrating because it's, it's, it's keep on happening. It's a cycle that we're trying to fix, but I don't think, quote, unquote, 
the higher people want to fix it. But the thing is, this has been happening, you know, all the way. We, I was just talking to you about Emmett Till because that is, for me, since I was young, a young girl, that situation right there has, like, it, it gets me every time. Like, I can, I can cry on spot thinking about him. But, okay, so like I said, it's been happening. But, you know, I think the great, because, you know, I don't have social media. That's not really my thing. But I think the good thing about it is it's it spreads. You know what I'm saying? It spreads news very fast. So I think that, do you think that maybe we're seeing more of it now because of social media and people recording and posting and... Cause I, cause it's been happening, you know Correct. what I'm saying. I think is I think it's more. I think it's more being recorded, but I don't know how I would handle it if I see something like that. I don't know if I I don't know if I record it. I mean I I like I don't know if I would stop recording and help the person out. Like that's just me because when I see somebody dying, I see myself or I see my son. Or see somebody that I know be that person. And so it's just being more out there. When they claim, quote-unquote, the the other race is doing it, but where is the video for that? Or where is the proof for that? I mean, we can say a whole bunch of something, but where is the proof of it? And I don't think it's, it's, it's not fair. So when people say, Terrence, like, uh, why are you so... Um, strong on a Black Lives Matter. I'm like, you. I mean, you wouldn't be neither. And the fact that like you see what people are going through, like get out of your world or get out of your bubble for one second and look between, look at somebody else's eyes and see that point of view of it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say something that was beautiful. Like me and my best friend, we went to. Um, she's a nurse. She's beautiful. Shout out to my best friend. Oh my god! Don't shout out. Please don't shout out. No. No, you're not. Um, We went to a protest, you know, soon after George Floyd. And it was really nice, though, because the the diversity was was it like the amount of people, different, different people, different, you know, different types of careers, different ethnicities, like just all out there in Houston, you know, just and Houston is known for being diverse. But just out there, just, you know, walking together and, you know, so I'll say that was really nice. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean I'm mean, i not saying everybody white is, is racist. I, I know a couple of people that, you know, do stand for the movement and they do go out there and protest or they do, you know, show their support, which I appreciate that. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying in general, per se, like, like what, you know, happens. But you want to say something, Elijah? Yeah, I would love to say something. Wait, give me one second. Go ahead. If you hit record on your phone to to show the world about cops, it's technically you hitting record if somebody's getting getting into a fight. Cause if you re- hit record, you're automatically getting hate for that video because. Because of everybody that loves cops and everybody that loves, like, cops and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you, if you would stop a fight, 
why wouldn't you help somebody that's about to get like why would you help somebody that's about to die mm. like you why know, wouldn't you help that you know why like go ahead go ahead the people that the people that were recording george floyd they couldn't do nothing and i and i know that because mm-hmm. it was cops mm-hmm. there was three cops and he kept on saying i can't breathe but then none of them none of them cared mm. and the thing is elijah is that you know, it can be easy to say, oh, I wouldn't record, I would jump in, but they're scared because they don't know if the cops are going to turn around and shoot them. That's true. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's it's a tough situation, I think. So, since you said that, it's like, when it, when it comes value, person that you see in front of your face that's about to die, Mm-hmm. Or you choose your life. That's true. I mean, I agree. I agree. I agree 100% that if more people intervened, maybe, you know, there would be some kind of change in the outcome. However, you know, like I said, it's easy to say one thing when you're not in the position. You know, if you see these cops that are, you know, abusing their power and you, you want to jump in, you want to say something, but... You're in that moment where you're scared for your life, too. And, you know, if you jump in there, they, they, you may get shot or you may get strangled. Like, it's, it's, it's a tough choice. I think it's easier if it's somebody you know, like it's a family member, you know, something like that. But if you're on the sidelines, you don't know what that person's feeling. You know what I mean? And maybe, maybe they're thinking the only thing I can do right now is record so that I have proof that these cops are not doing the right thing. Correct. Okay. I, I watched the cop point of view of the George Floyd because they actually had a body camera and they posted it on YouTube. So I was watching it and he had his hands on the steering wheel the whole time and they want to pull out a gun because he has his hands on a steering wheel. He'd even reach for it. He'd even reach for his pocket to get the wallet and they already had a gun on him because his tinted windows. Mm-hmm. If you have tinted windows, it doesn't mean you have a gun in the car. It means you want privacy for what's in your car. Because most people get their stuff stolen. My whole my whole thing of of this um, episode is to share like the point of view, and I definitely want to educate. I do have a, I do have a teacher here with me, and just to educate and you know like um, Elijah, so he know um, about the world. But my solution of this, I think people should do more, including myself is the fact that we should know the law, more about the law and mm-hmm. what grounds we can stand on. And we can prove to the cop, hey, this is not right because this law says X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So that's my solution. But I know I've been talking and rambling about the faces that um, I have encountered with uh, police, but um, have, have any one of y'all been like racially profiled? I mean, I can say maybe a little bit. I mean, nothing compared to, you know what I'm saying, probably what you've been through or, you know, anybody else we've seen. I mean, you know, but a little a little here and there, you know, like a lot of people are shocked that I have degrees or, you know, they Same. expect me to be a certain way. But, I mean, it's not, nothing nothing crazy. I, I'll say nothing crazy. You, Elijah? Yeah, I've been one, but not like you've been. If you say a black person looks like a monkey, is it because of how they look? Look, because monkeys are buff, and monkeys are also black. They can't change that. 
people, some people are black and some people are above. So are you technically saying that, or are you just saying they act out, they act out crazy? There's two different sides. They, they, they look at it as we don't know Those. how to, don't know how to act, and that's the thing too. When it, when we, you know, and they're saying that you look like one, like a thug. I mean, which is yeah, which is disgusting. Correct. And some people, some police say we look like thugs. If we look like a thug, if some black people look like a thug, it's just the way they look. It's just the way they feel like dressing. Well, you know, the thing is, and I love the Shade Room does this. <laughs> Anybody could be, it's it's like a, um, um, like a blog site. Um, they, because, you know, anybody could be a thug, you know, white, black, Correct. Hispanic. True. It just depends on your actions, right? Correct. And so what they'll do is they'll, their headlines will say, talking about, you know, a white person that killed somebody, and they'll say, well, this thug, because <laughs> you don't see that. You only see thug in the headlines when they're talking about black people. Correct. So the shade room has flipped the script. You know, they're they're known for being petty and messy. <laughs> so they flipped the script, and it's like, well, this thug, Dylan, or whoever, you know, talking about somebody white. And I thought that was brilliant. Because <laughs> that, that's, that, that's the whole thing. They, they, they're, trying, they're trying to paint us, you know, don't know what we're, we're we're ignorant. We're not educated. Mm -hmm. We're we're all these negative things, and they just keep trying to you know put that energy out there, on that, and it's it's very frustrating and and you know stupid. Like I I don't know. Like, it's just ignorance. It's just ignorance. I mean, and I work with a lot of educated and very talented and smart black people so shout out to them <laughs> shout out man i i definitely um i definitely want to shout out a couple of people that i know that's black have their own business i know black people we don't really shout out other black companies but um top of my head right now that's close friends to mine that i definitely support um i definitely want to shout out uh, Jan Brown, he got a baseball team out there. Vendettas, definitely check him out. Select select baseball team, um, very good, uh, very good coach, a good friend of mine. Shout out my homeboy, uh, Dwayne Davis. He is a um, a chiropractor and he's very good, very very talented. You know, shot him out as well too. Um, both of them merged uh, companies together, so shot them out. If you in Pasadena. Texas area, you know, definitely look them up. They're good. Also, my old boss, I got to shout him out, Jonathan Tyler. He has a lot of business. He got a um, one business, he does um, snow cone. Uh, the other business, he does um, on Diddle uh, School. So, definitely, I think he got, like, one more. Oh, he, yeah, uh, two that I can think of right now. So, shout them out. If Dang, I, I didn't know you had that many friends. I got, I'm telling you, like, if if I miss you, <laughs> chill out. I, I caught that. Chill out. I got. A, I'm just no, cause I got about two. <laughs> so I want to shout out those people. If I miss you, definitely hit me up, and I'm gonna shout you back out. And I know that we we should start doing this more of you know sharing uh, knowledge and, and and spreading the message to uh, people. You know what I'm saying? This is definitely what, what I, I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? So who else you want to shout out? 
I'm good. My best friend, she's very educated, smart nurse. Oh my gosh, she's the best nurse in the world. And she's getting her, she's in school getting her master's degree. What? Okay, that's it. I'm done. Because <laughs> he's about to talk mess about me and all my coworkers in the LM. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Can I say something? Go ahead, sir. Please say this something. This is on topic, not about no shout out. If your name is Karen, I'm sorry for saying this, but like. <laughs> oh, it's not. Go ahead. Preach on it. Okay. There's been a bunch of Karens that have been like, oh, he hit me. We have we have video proof that none of us hit you. Okay, you see a black. Okay, say you're, say you're a white girl. No offense to white girls. Say you're a white. Say you're Karen, and you see oh, and you see a black guy across the street talking to a person, like in real life. She's gonna think that we're selling drugs or we're doing something else bad. And then she calls the cops. We get involved. We go to court. We do everything we can, but we still go to jail. Mm-hmm. How does that work out for us, even though we're just talking to our friend? That makes no sense. <laughs> Ain't that true? Yeah, well, that's the ugly truth, you know? That's the whole issue, right? Yeah. It doesn't make sense, does it? No, it doesn't. And for kids like your generation, I feel like it really doesn't make sense because, you know, like, you have friends of all races, right? Like, y'all are like... I have every single race of friends. No. <laughs> Not like that. I have every single... I have friends with anybody. So, um, shout out to, like I said, Jonathan Tyler. I didn't really put in the plug. Um, I know he would have killed me on it. But his uh, dental school is Dental Design Smile, and also the Snow Cone Place. Definitely check it out. It is called um, Monster Mash, I believe, or Snow Monster. No, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. It is called Snow Monster. I apologize for that. I know he would have killed me on it. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, just definitely um, just, just, just educate yourself more on the law and figure out you know, uh, when the cop is doing wrong and you can definitely point them out. I know they might not want to hear it because they think they're quote-unquote on top of the world. But, you know, definitely um, learn more about the law and just try not, you know, to um, get aggravated. I know as black people we do get mad easily. So just trying to calm yourself when it comes to these situations and trying to think about the next step. So if I react, I know that he's going to get that out of me. So don't don't give people your energy that don't deserve it. Do we uh, we can end on that note. Do we say what's going to happen on the 10th episode? Go ahead, speak on it then. Okay, on the 10th episode, we're going to do we're going to do a who has ever giveaway. Watched, yeah, we're going to do a giveaway. Who has ever watched like every single episode? We're going to give away every single episode. If, if y'all watch it, pay attention. It's easy to win. It's easy questions. We're definitely going to go live on Facebook and uh, Instagram. On on Instagram, you can follow me at Fashion Lord T Fashion uh, Lord L X R D T E E. Um, on Facebook, um, Terrence. Uh, 
Fashion Lord Burrell. You definitely follow me on that. Um, my co-hosts, both of them do not have social media, but they will be in it. Um, I'll be in what? You gonna be in a, you gonna be on live with this? I'm gonna be on live. You know, you're obviously not because you're anonymous, but I mean, did you tell them what you're giving away? I'm gonna give away some merch. I've been giving away some merch. I've been working on um, a lot more merch. Um, I haven't really been posting it. Um, I'm sorry about that, but I'm work on it. Um, this is episode seven, so I got three more to go. Can I say something? If you think that his stuff, his clothing and all that is just for men, think again. Because I have named myself the creative director of his clothing line. Because I have been making, designing some really cool stuff just for, you know, for the girls. Really cute stuff. So, you should post that stuff too. Okay. He, oh my gosh! I'm trying to help you out. This is out for girls. If you like legging, if you have a feedback of what we, of what else should we do, like leggings or something for y'all, definitely like tell us. Definitely like send us a review and tell us what we should do. If y'all stay, if y'all had listened this far, I appreciate it. Um, I recently had looked back on it um, to see who's been, you know. Like watching me, and um, thank you for all. I want to say I don't know these people, but you know, if, if that's one of you, you know, definitely let me know. Uh, shout out to the people that been listening to me from day one. The people that's from uh, Washington, people that's from Ohio, people from Oregon, people from Vermont, um, Virginia, and I appreciate that so much. And people from Germany, like, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Seriously, this is like a dream that I've been wanting to do for a long time, and I'm finally doing it. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate it. And I can vouch for that, and I can say that he genuinely is excited about the viewers, and this, he's very passionate about it. So keep keep listening. From that being said, thank y'all. I appreciate it. It's another banger of Baker Life Experience with, you know, the co-host, Anonymous, a.k.a. Teacher, a.k.a. Hello. Sunshine, a.k.a. Being an episode four or five times. And, you know, my son, uh, Elijah. <laughs> also me, you know who I am, Fashion Lord. T, and I'm out. Okay. Peace. <laughs>